The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Steven and Austin. What's going on, guys? Hey. Hello. So uh, we got another chonky episode today. I think we could probably turn this into another chonky episode. Extra uh, today, thick. Today be a big old the, fat boy. On the docket <laughs> today, we have uh, the Heresy for Charity event review of Cygnus Prime up in Maryland. Uh, we're going to talk about the Deathwing Companions. We're going to go over the Adeptus Titanicus FAQ and then wrap up with our part two of Shadow and Iron. Neat. You guys good with that? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm always down to talk about Titanicus and listen to stories about Cygnus Prime. Yeah. So, uh, Austin, you went to that event. I did Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, so, it was run by our buddy Bo from uh, the Maryland 30K group. He does a thing called uh, Heresy for Charity, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, Raising money for all sorts of stuff. Um, I think it was leukemia this year, this time around, something like that. Um, yeah, no, I was ill-prepared to actually discuss what <laughs> the charity was about. Suffice um, to say that I did some stuff for it. Lymphoma. Bo's going Bo's to hear this and be like, you son of a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> check it out um, on Facebook, Heresy yes, for check, Charity. Check it out on Facebook, Heresy for Charity. It's, it's in uh, the Maryland 30K, uh, the Richmond 30K. He posts events in there. Um, and it's normally like 15 or 20 bucks. So like kind of more expensive than an event normally, like a one day event, but it is all for charity. It's great. He auctioned off some of the terrain at the end. It was great. He had a great, um, big like stone outcroppings that he'd used Mm -hmm. to make a circle of for chaos. And like he sold those to some guys who donated. And so I said, very cool. So it's great. Uh, and this event was Cygnus prime. It was two tables, uh, on one table was all demons all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the assault on. Now I'm trying to remember Cygnus Prime words. You read that book, right, Stephen? Jesse, you read the book a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah I've slept since uh, then. <laughs> when they're when the blood angels are like attacking the like demon citadel, that was one of the tables, and the other one, the one I was on, which is why you'll forgive me for not remembering the name of the other table. Uh, was the attack on the Red Tear, Red Tear, mm. which was... So it, was, it wasn't a mega battle, it was... It was two mega battles. It was two mega battles. It oh. was about 35,000 points a table. Wow. That's what we did the math on. Nice. It was a shit ton. It's exciting. Um, so, um, yeah, on the Heresy for Charity uh, Facebook page, he mentions they were, they were able to raise $400 for the Lymphoma and wow. Leukemia Society. Lymphoma and Leuke- oh, yeah. right, look at me. I know what I'm talking about. Of That's pretty good. Yeah. Nice, Bo. Good job. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and lunch was provided, so, you know, a win yeah. for everybody. Good. <laughs> what uh, y'all have for lunch? Pizza. Pizza. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah. Yeah. Some pizza, pizza and drinks. Oh, yeah. No complaints. The classic gamers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, diet. Yeah, so the other <laughs> one was Red Red Tier. We were assaulting that. 
Um, and he had like a 3D printed, you know, I, it's there's been pictures out now of different people with like the wrecked spaceship, yeah. like STL. He had yes. that painted pretty in gold uh, as the actual wreck that we were assaulting. It was like two or three demon players, some word bearers, and just beating the shit out of Blood Angels and uh, Mechanicum. And uh, one of the guys had the allied Space Wolf contingent because there were Space Wolves on Cygnus Prime, which the Blood Angels promptly murdered because <laughs> they are bastards. Uh, well, the Space Wolves probably deserved it. They were bad boys. They very much were not. They were being goddamn heroes to a man. And uh, Amit shat the bed. Fucking <laughs> Team uh, Edward? Team Edward fucking it up. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, Twilight okay. reference. Wow. <laughs> yep. Reaching all the way back, Stephen. Back to the heady days of 2009, which, wow, was 11 years ago now. Let's not think Thanks. too deeply on that. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I was on the assault on the red tier, and our mission was pretty straightforward. It was get as many troops as possible, as close as possible to the red tier. Uh, we also had the big boy fight of Kabanda, Bloodthirster <clears throat> of Corn, mm -hmm. against Sanguinius, Bitch Boy of Terra. Hmm. Judging and, by the uh, titles you're using there, how did that go? Well, I was a demon player, so we're going to find out. <laughs> um, there were a couple of interesting rules. The most interesting for me as a demon player was that there were no portals for the demons to come out of because, well, the whole damn planet has been spawning yeah. demons for hours, weeks, millennia. All of those things and all, none of them. Yeah, both all those times and none. Uh, so all of our demons could either start on the table or you treated your faction warlord and your personal army warlord as a portal. Ooh. So my demon <laughs> Bissos, demon lord of chaos not only had a five-up re-rollable invul save because he was technically within six inches of a portal, <laughs> but everybody within range Ooh. had a five-up re-rollable invul save, Nasty. and we could spawn demons from our uh, our warlords. And if at any point all of our warlords had been slain, uh, we would have been able to just deep strike our remaining reserves in, but it didn't come to that. Mm. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the deployment zones were... I think 18 inches apart. We were playing hammer and anvil style, mm -hmm. but we had a 36 inch deployment zone. Um, and we're about 18 inches apart from each other. And the only real rule for our deployment was Cabanda had to be front and center on our side and Sanguinius front and center on the other. Mm -hmm. uh, we seized the initiative and then laughed and gave it back to the, the loyalists just to troll them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then away we went. Man. Yeah, no, we were playing all sorts of fucking mind games because we realized so that we realized that it was a long way to go. Mm -hmm. You know, it was still like 48 inches across the table. Because that's the short ends, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were going a long way to get to the red tier. Uh, and it was myself as my demons of Bissos. There was a corn guy naturally. Um, and a Slaneshi guy. And the Slaneshi demon lord had all sorts of fun traits and warlord abilities to go real fucking fast. So our plan was <laughs> blow a hole, like let them come out because it would get them a little more spread out and we mm -hmm. could bring in more demons that way. Sir, they're Naruto running the demons. Oh, we were gonna. And that's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what we did. We we're like, all right, we're going to punch a hole. 
let the Slaneshi demon lord get through the lines, and when he's close enough to the red tier, that's when we'll start like spawning all the demons just right in front of them. Mm. It kind of worked. <clears throat> but most importantly, on turn one, Sanguinius hits Kabanda, and a truly epic close combat began that lasted three or four rounds. And uh, one, Sanguinius was real rude about it. Because Kabanda, sitting there, mighty lord of chaos, just on his own, they had the big-ass Forge World bloodletter, mm-hmm. uh, who is not Kabanda. You know the name of that? Angrath. Yeah, Angrath. Angrath the Unbound. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That, model. that yeah. one. He's a big boy. Kind the of biggest. Match, matching the cover, more or less. Yeah. Um, and Sanguinius decided to charge in with a whole shit ton of assault marines and, like, Boo. an apothecary. <laughs> a Primus, Primus Medicae. And that'll come back to haunt everyone. <laughs> so the combat Whoa. begins, and Bissos, for some reason, takes all the incoming fire of the whole fucking army on the other side. And there's, again, so it's... Because um, it's scary looking. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's got, big and nasty. Too he's many eyes, too un- many teeth, not enough mouths. Unsettling. Um, and they fired into him with... Not quite twenty thousand. Well, no, it's three, fifteen, like eighteen thousand, eighteen thousand points of like mech <laughs> and blood angels. Granted, most of the blood angels are like assault marines and stuff, but there's sure. sicarins, there's scorpius, there's mechanicum fuckery going around. <laughs> Plenty of rockets and cannons to give a monster pause. And I gotta say, if you're a demon player and you haven't been using brutes, get you some and stick them with your demon lord, because yep. he took all of that fire. Guess how many wounds he took. Zero. Holy shit. Because his brutes ate it all. <laughs> I lost one brute and a wound on another. Oh, no. Oh, How many brutes did he have? I have four. Oh, great. So, yeah, no. So Bissos, that was, I was almost a Master Skywalker uh, yeah. shoulder sweep. Uh, for Bissos, it certainly it was. was. <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually take a wound personally until the last turn of the game. Wow. And oh, he, he That's was the longest he's ever lived. He was not like out of the fray because I warned the blood angels that if they decided to be ungentlemanly and Sanguinius brings in friends, I'm going to like have to murder them. Yeah. He's, he's kind of fracked. Uh, oh guys. yeah. You're uh, yeah. looking forward to turning these cenobites on him. Yeah. yeah. Hey, not. nice T seven uh, instant death. <laughs> yeah. So while Sanguinius and Cabanda are fighting it out, uh, and like they were swinging with melta bombs and all sorts of ungentlemanly shit at Kabanda first turn. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll fix this problem and charge in with three brutes and a demon lord. It went well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, and like all sorts of crazy shenanigans are coming out. Bo had a whole. Everybody had their own like secret mission uh, that they were trying to accomplish mm-hmm. that they couldn't tell their allies about. So that's like, a nice twist. Ryan brought uh, at the request of the event brought a bunch of traitor militia as well. Mm. And his VP condition was to get all of the infantry killed <laughs> because they're fucking chaff. And he did, and it was glorious. Um, but yeah, Cabanda and Sanguinius went at it for about three rounds. And then Cabanda chucked Sanguinius straight into the red tier. Just picked him up and threw him. Yes. Oh, um, he can do that. No, but we, it was he, for he killed him. Okay. Oh, he killed Sanguinius, uh, but for the theme and you know because it's the mission it is, mm-hmm. 
um, when Sanguinius fell the first time, he would, you know, recover with like three wounds left or something like gotcha. that. I didn't know if it and was then like not the, be flying. So like he breaks like his that, wings. Uh, gotcha. Like that moment. Well, yeah, doesn't on Cygnus Prime the first time he fights Kabanda, he loses. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And Kabanda had about a, two wounds left uh, when when he got through. And I think there was like that Primus Medicae and like two mooks left. Gotcha. I didn't know if Kabanda had like rules like the old knights did back in sixth or seventh where they can just pick something up and <sighs> no, throw. No, no. Oh, the, the, like the Thunderstrike Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. But it was real funny, actually. So that's that's turn. Like, end of two that that happens. And Robbie, uh, so you know Moritats can outflank? Uh-huh. Because yeah. he got Scout, right? Yeah. 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 So our mission was to take the red tier. And, of course, at this point, like, the middle of the table is just a scrum of assault marines and demons. Naturally. And the mech was getting closer to provide more support and maybe get some monstrous creature action up in there. Meanwhile, the red tier is completely unoccupied, except for, you guessed it, a Moritat who comes in with like five or six Ashen Circle, just murder the one squad of tactical Marines they'd left back there to man all the guns, Mm -hmm. and just sort of laughs. It's amazing. Bearing that word. Unfortunately, when Sanguinius got thrown back to the red tier, he decided to turn his attention their way. Uh Uh-oh. Didn't go well. Um... Meanwhile, those friggin' Dawnbreaker cohorts of the Blood yeah. Angels, mm-hmm. they are real fucking good. And are they the uh, destroyer equipped? No, that's the Angels tiers. No, it's a fa- it's a fancy assault the, marine. Yeah, yeah, they're real the unsettling. Big spears and, and the stuff. Blood Angels have those blades of perdition that every mm-hmm. wound causes two that you have to save individually. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So Kabanda goes down to a Praetor and a command squad with a couple of those. And the freaking Primaris Medicae is still sitting there. And Bissos is in that combat as well. So Bissos then turns his attention to the friggin' Praetor with the Perdition Blade because Jesus. <laughs> Long story short, that fucking Primus Medicae lasted, I think we did the math, eight rounds of combat with at least one Demon Lord. <laughs> At any given time. At any given time, there's at least one <laughs> demon lord. And, like, I felt bad when I finally, like, squished managed him. to squish him. At last, a worthy opponent. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's, like, he didn't have anything fancy. He was right. just there to give Sanguinius rerolls. He just had an Arthesium, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> um, we finally broke through the lines. And at this point, we, we had a couple of new guys on the Loyalist side. So our game was about a turn and a half behind the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the time it's getting to turn four and five... They've finished, and they've tied. So it's all down to us. And we've broken through, and the friggin' demons are pouring into the red tier, and it's going great. And Sanguinius is in combat with another, like, friggin' somebody with a power axe and a praetor, like, for the word bearers that had dropped potted in. And here it is, the last turn of the game. That fucker has two wounds left on him. We go running in, and I charge him with some beasts that have rending. And the beasts swing at him and get a wound. So he's got one wound left. A couple of beasts are dead. And the friggin' Praetor just gets annihilated by Sanguinius because that's what Sanguinius does. Naturally. (laughs) The one hero with the power axe (laughs) hits once, wounds once, all down to that four-up invul. Fucker made it. (laughs) 
and it wound up being a, a loyalist victory by one. But it was a oh, great wow. time. Yeah, by mm. one, we were just like fuck. If we had another <laughs> fucking turn, <laughs> fuck. But it was that a ton of like fun. A really good narrative. It was a ton of fun, and there was a bunch of crazy shit that was happening. Like I'm not even talk about the other table, which so we thought we were being badasses with our like. I think six or eight monstrous creatures on the table. Those guys must have had 20 on the other. Really? Because, like, <laughs> I mean, you guys know my demon army. It's not full of big, nasty stuff, and neither were the other two. Some of these guys had, like, six. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to take three demon lords, and I'm going to take three behemoths, Ooh. and uh, we're going to start from there and make an army. <laughs> <laughs> behemoths yeah, are it, fun. It was a ton of fun. Uh, Bo always throws a good event. I'm sure he's got something else up his sleeve in the near future. Perhaps it's with for, spaceships. It's for a good cause. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, wait. I do know. He does have something else going on. Yeah. And it's in Pennsylvania, which is real sad. Yeah. Because I can't go to Pennsylvania for a one-day event. But not, if you're not, a, since, not, not since the accident. Not since the accident. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So, yeah, speaking of the next Heresy for Charity event, there will be an Adeptus Titanicus event in Philadelphia's Red Caps Corner, where no specific legios are disallowed and dice rolling and titan death will be occurring. I'm just reading off of Bo's uh, uh, post here. On Facebook. Damn, I'd go to Pennsylvania to play Titanicus. I it'll love Titanicus. A, it'll be a campaign. I do love Titanicus. It'll be a campaign day that may lead to a rather large scale campaign. Uh, with Titans and Titan crews gaining experience or massive amounts of damage or death, this will be an event where you will be expected to have fully painted, lured out, and effectively named Titans. I demand tears when your Titans die. The event will be posted soon and it will be April 18th at Red Caps in Philadelphia. Mm hmm. Yep, so if you are wherever Red Caps is, I don't know. You can Google, presumably, dear listener. Somewhere in Pennsylvania. So if you're vaguely close to Pennsylvania, look it up. Bring some Tiny Titans. You know Stephen and I and Jesse love Tiny Titans, even though Jesse only has one painted. Yeah. That's not true. Well, we're going to shame you until you start playing with us. That's true. I need to play more. Um, yeah, a storm's got yeah, good rules. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. Bo runs himself a good event. It's all for charity anyway. Give it a go. Yeah. Yep. You got nothing to lose. But Except time. your tiny titans. Except time, and time is a... And we're always losing that. Yeah, so. it's an illusion. It's fine. Well, thanks for that update. Sounded like you had a really good time. Yeah, I had a blast. All right, on to our next segment. I'm just going to play... Yeah, Ooh. next segment. Segway. God, we're so fucking professional now. <laughs> boop, doop, boop. Let's talk about The Road to Thromus Part 4. Part Quattro. Marvelous Minders. Uh, the Companions. This month, the Road to Thramis looks at a new unit for the Dark Angels Legion and their glorious models. Get ready to protect your characters from the worst that the Night Lords can throw at them. This is on the Warcom website, by the way. And if you haven't seen these, I'm surprised that you have not seen these. So Yeah, because yeah, the they've been out for about a week now. Yeah. The finest warriors <laughs> from the Deathwing compose the ranks of Companions, honor-bound to form the personal bodyguard of Dark Angels officers. Each has taken an oath to lay down their lives before letting harm come to the one they are tasked to protect. Uh, any, uh, any among the companions that took a death blow meant for their charge and survived would be granted the right to wear bone white armor in recognition of their selfless devotion. So I got a question about that. Yeah. I don't know if you can actually answer it now. Yeah. None of these guys are actually wearing 100% bone white armor. Mm -hmm. Correct. So none of them have done it? No, you get to wear 
Or do you get like I pieces? Think you, I or think you, you get, get like, like a like, piece. If yeah, I you probably get a piece. Not a death blow. It's just like, well, you would have lost an arm, but you would have been all right. Yeah. You just get like that, the arm. Of course, bone. if that was the case, these guys really like to catch blades with their face. I mean, right? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they've all got white helmets. I mean, maybe the white helmet is like the inducted part, and then you get more be. bone as like you take more. Or damage. you just. I'm sure there's some reason that is. You know, very secret that nobody knows. They why, haven't saved a whole world from gene stealers, that's for sure. Yeah, goodbye, Plains World. Womp womp. Not yet, anyway. It'll come back. Maybe. I mean, but continue. Here's the here's the thing. Yeah. Well, I, to segue into that, just a little bit. I mean, the Plains World story was a tale told to chapter initiates, anyway. Mm-hmm. So a lie. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nothing they tell those chapter yeah. initiates is true. I mean, hell. Sure, yep. Plains World could be potentially retconned, but technically it's not in 40K. Yep. No. Who knows if Plains World even exists? It's true. Plains. Million worlds, one of them is Plains World. <laughs> yeah. F- fuck. Planus it's, Mundus. It's, it's supposed. It's <laughs> d- d- Plains World means Planus Mundus in English. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 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 What are you doing, Games Workshop? <laughs> actually, I think... Uh, Should have hired you as one of their fluff riders, Stephen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think, actually... Super, super old RT fluff is uh, has Dark Angels coming from Planus Mundus, and then later it got given to, to the White, White Scars. Scars. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of weird RT. Yeah, it was oh. one of their recruiting worlds, and yeah. they were very Native American y, not Mongol y. Yeah, yeah, so they just kept the, but they like just kept the name, gave Lakota, it to Lakota, not like Pequot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for all you listeners who, who make those distinctions. And you should. And you should. Racist. <laughs> yeah. 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 Equip- Jesus. Anyway, equipped with the finest <laughs> artificer armor and armed as standard with either a tyrannic greatsword. Oh, great. Another one. Or, Kuba- or Calibanite Warblade. Oh, great. Another one. The Deathwing companions Fuck. also have access to a unique item of war gear, the Cytherian Pattern Aegis. This provides the bearer with a four-up invuln against shooting attacks and a five-up invulnerable save against attacks in melee. Alternative, yeah, alternative, yeah, alternative, Alternatively. Thank you. The Aegis can be deployed to give the entire squad those invulnerable saves, and any enemy models engaging in the squad in assault suffers a minus one initiative penalty. Ugh. Yikes. Yikes. So and there is a little asterisk down there. It says, however, this does require two members of the squad to be equipped with an Aegis, and those carrying them can neither shoot nor fight in close combat while they are deployed. But they can still move around. Yeah, yeah. move around, so... so I'm really curious to see what you can attach these to, whether it's like an independent character or can you attach this to any squadron? So what I was actually thinking about the other day while looking like at a, some old Space Wolf like stuff. 20-man attack squadron. Oh, is, let's uh, not talk about that. <laughs> I wish we had a model in the heresy or a, a, a unit in the heresy that followed the rules that the old um, Wolf Guard did or the old like Eldar Seer Council where you bought the squad, mm-hmm. but then you parsed out the members to other squads as officers. Ah. Almost sort of like mm-hmm. apothecaries in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But for like sergeant equivalents. Yeah. Yeah. But with power fists and artificer armor and that would be cool. giant they Aegis might, shields. It might be like that. I don't know. That would be super cool if that you could buy a, a unit of them and then just, yep, you're there to protect an officer and you're there to protect it's an officer. Could be possible. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We don't yeah. know. It's um, exciting. Yeah. Though. At the time of the Horus Heresy, the Death Wing were known as elite line breakers that shattered enemy formations, creating openings for other units. As veterans of battle, they were the, they were also able to go toe to toe with any hostile threat, as represented by the companion scion of the Deathwing special rule. A model with this special rule may reroll the first failed to hit roll of any phase while engaged in a challenge. Mm. 
And this dovetails nicely with the companion's chosen warrior special rule, which allows them to fight in a challenge as if they were a character. Oh, yeah, they're getting split up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. The Deathwing Companions will be out later in the year, as will the Horus Heresy Book 9 Crusade, which which features more rules and background for the Dark Angels and Night Lords. In the meantime, pick up a Dark Angels Predator for your companions to accompany into battle today. So that's pretty cool. I was thinking about that shield, the big Aegis thing, and it's negative yeah. one to initiative. Mm-hmm. And at first you think, well, negative one to initiative isn't that big of a deal. No, it's huge. And it's then very you remember big. that these guys are swinging instant death power swords, and, and now initiative. suddenly you hit after or before. Uh, yeah, after yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get a chance to hit. You're no. just going to die. Yes. <laughs> Lord. Oh, it's going to be good. I do like the... Uh, and the models look super good. The models are probably... Probably some of my favorites. So I've got a, I don't play a lot of Space Marines with Power Fists question. Uh-huh. Power Fist, yeah. does that swing initiative one? Yes. Goes yes. to initiative zero with the minus one? No. Or no, do you drop down to initiative three and then the Power Fist makes you one? Your base initiative is whatever it is. And then the Power, the fist, power makes fist, you fist makes you one. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. making sure they weren't So if you're initiative four, you go down to initiative three, but fist. you're already swinging a Power Fist, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But uh, the power fist in this kit Cold is super comfort. cool because it's yeah. like a glove inside of a power fist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is technically how all power fists are, but they normally have a little thing. Yeah, they've got a plate. Yeah, they got a little plate. in the palm. But I do yeah. really love it. But it's the same thing as Corferon's model, except not uh, except you know you're not Corferon, and except you're not Corferon, and therefore <laughs> garbage. Yeah. Uh, who except both We're of his arms? Corferon is garbage. Yes, Corferon yeah. is garbage. He's he's terrible. Um, both of his hands are like suspended inside of his Terminator armor, uh-huh. so he's manipulating he's it got with his fingers. Claws, right? Yeah, but you can see his like yeah. shriveled old man hands. <laughs> Not even wearing gloves, just bare old man hand. I never noticed that. And yeah. the, he's he's so he's terrible. But, but, he's the I mean, worst. Like, goddamn. Yeah, super cool. They're yeah, so and nice. I like that they're, they're wearing. It oh. almost looks like modified Mark II from the Greaves, or not uh, the Greaves. The so the Greaves the arms. look like Mark. No, these are those are uh, Mark II arms, but you've got like a Mark IV chest. Mark IV, it's modified Mark IV helmets. Mm-hmm. Mark IV legs. The chest, I mean, actually looks like Mark VII legs. No, no, with no, the way the, those the are Mark IV arms. Yeah. Oh, I guess you can, you can tell by the, the, the underside, the grieve. Of yeah. Yeah. Well, but they're definitely artificer wrought because mm-hmm. eh. they and do sexy. Have, I believe it mentions they have artificer armor. I'm sure they do. Yeah, but no, that's a Mark II yeah. arm right there. False, because it doesn't have the bit that goes over the hand. You can. Th- it's just one solid. I'm pretty sure there's a Mark II. There's Mark II Marines right in there. You can look. I'll die on this hill. Don't want to. The Night Lords are Mark II. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty either way. Regardless, it's, uh, yeah, it's artif- super cool. Artificer armor. Yep. It's nice to see Mark II models again, though. They're not Mark II. They're, 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 they're Mark IV. They're Mark IV. But they have Mark II arms is what I'm saying. <laughs> Shut up. They don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> You're bad at this. They are, heavily, they are Artificer Mark IV arms. Artificer Mark IV. I'm armored. Heard and it yes, first. It is reading again. It is equipped with the finest artificer armor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so this guy's got a Mark III. It's effectively a command squad. Chest? Yeah, which is mm-hmm. funny because I just painted that goddamn command <laughs> right. squad that I love so much, and it's so pretty. And yep. it's just now what are you gonna do? Put these two together. <laughs> Actually, one of these um, one of these models has a throwback to the uh, second generation Chaos Marine kit. Mm. The which one? The one with, it's one of the ones well, with wings on the helmet. Uh-huh. Not helpful. <laughs> uh, it's one of the ones with a shield. Oh, and, and thank it's, you. Thank you, Forge World, for all helmets. 
It's the one with yes, the... Yes, all helmets and no fur at all. Yeah. And I'm also curious because we see this kit. And I'm sorry. I'll let you figure out the chaos uh, callback. I, I'm not, yeah, there it is. But, okay. um, I'm just trying to figure out which one to, how to tell you yeah. which one it is. So it shows two guys with the Aegis Shield, mm-hmm. which is the minimum required to do that superpower yeah. thing. I wonder if what other options are in this kit. Obviously, a pe- uh, Maybe there will pistol. be bare heads. Yeah, mm-hmm. a plasma pistol. Yeah, there's got to be some plasma. Yeah, one guy has a plasma yeah, pistol. It'll be interesting to see if it's one of those pistol. kits that lets you build, like, how many extra bits are you getting? Like, can you equip yeah. them all with swords from this kit? Actually, that might be some kind of plasma caster or the plasma repeater because it's got two sets of coils and a uh, Does it? and a different muzzle. I mean, it's got a coil. And it's one coil. It's I think there's just casing coil. on the front. I think it's just a casing Maybe. bisecting the two. Either way, they real cool. Yes. Yeah. But in that little cluster of four picture, the one mm-hmm. in the top yeah. right, his sword is just a reposed uh, the Chaos Space Marine sword out of the old kit. Because that, they're all traitors. With, that, uh, with the kind of cross uh, cross guard that's that looks like the Chaos Arrows, and then you've got a star inside I mean, the skull. I mean, you've got the, hexa- the right. hexagrammaton, yeah. yeah. hexagra- which is, I think, one Chaos of these you heard it here. The aspiring champion in the old point, Chaos Space Marine box is, is part of the death guy. Wing. How many, part of the death what's wing. What's Hex? Six? Hex. Yes. Yeah. Six. So yeah. Hexagrammaton. Chaos has what? Eight? I super dig that two of the guys have the old school Dark Angels feathers. Like, not mm-hmm. swept back, but just like yeah. big winged hussar yes. yeah. helmets. It's just super cool. These yeah. are real good models. I am really, uh, really, really happy about this. Yep. Yep. And one of them's got like all the script work wrapped around his leg mm-hmm. and yeah they're all fully painted they're showing off so i'm sure they'll be up for sale probably this friday i guess i don't know because adepticon got adepticon probably for sure probably before adepticon uh forge world has been just eviscerating me the past few weeks. yeah how's your wallet doing boss <laughs> it's not it's hanging in there this, this good thing you got that, uh, good thing you got that raise huh it's not happy. <laughs> yeah right it's not happy but it's hanging in there all right, so yeah, that was the Deathwing Companions. Y'all ready to go on to Titanicus FAQ? Yeah, yeah. so this came out. There, now you can do it. Now it's officially now the it's new official. segment. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this came out a uh, week ago, two weeks ago, week ago. It hasn't been that long. Um, and they've changed some stuff, most mostly to make things make sense. And I don't even think, yeah, it's, it's the classic GW, like, they really mean it one specific way, and some idiot on the internet is like, well, you could technically, rules is written, because I believe this is how commas work. No, shut up. Shut up, dumb idiot on F- the internet. FAQ has righted, righted your ship. Um, Which hopefully just sank. Yes. And there were some that, let's face it, we all knew what they meant. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really say it that way. So the first big change. Oh, it's a good thing I got the rulebook. The, basic rulebook. the first big yeah. change is uh, from the core rulebook how blasts work. Page thirty-three. Uh, so mm-hmm. technically speaking, I don't think there was a range, like a maximum range miss for your uh, blast weapon. Page thirty-eight is what it's telling you. Um, so in this one, Hang on. blast. I'm pulling out my books, which oh. I haven't opened up since October. Oh, you fracking traitor. <laughs> uh, but this is a pretty simple fix that, frankly, I didn't realize wasn't the way it was played before. 
Um, so if you declare a shot with a blast weapon and you're out of range, so say you've got that plasma blast gun, your maximal fire, you're ready to go, and you're, damn it, Jesse, why do you have all these painted titans and we've never played with them before? That is such a pretty gold. Right? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's actually a light, fast gold marker. Get out of here. Yeah. Tired of your Jesse will put these on Instagram later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you like how I did that? I got to rebase my war. Lord, get out yeah. of here. It's so pretty. And none of them are... Like, I've never seen that Titan walk. Yeah, you if, have. I took it to that event that you ran. Was it painted? Bechtel? Yes. Yeah, it had to be painted to be at the event, wasn't it? No, they just got a pun- punishment. But, uh, Wait, remember, is that the one that... I uh, these, these that I painted in like Oh, and then just an died. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, anyway, back... Well, to stop from ogling at things that you, the listener, <laughs> can't actually see. It's such a pretty good um, listener. So, blast weapons. <laughs> If you're not in range, you don't roll to hit. Instead, you get a line one inch wide between the chosen target and the attacking unit. Then you place the blast at whatever the maximum range of the weapon was, scatter from there. Makes sense, right? Like, you're obviously not going to hit anything, and it's just going to go somewhere crazy. I mean, unless you scatter yeah. real, real well. Yeah, you could scatter real well and still blow up some terrain or hit a titan, but... It like it just makes sense, right? You yeah. miss, you scatter, you don't scatter off the target because that's out of range. Right. It's fine. Oh jeez, um, sorry. Yeah, about that. I didn't. I didn't. Maybe just because the only person I ever play with is you, but I didn't realize that people were, I guess, playing that in a weird way. I totally forgot we're in three yeah. books already. Three yeah, campaign books. Um, yeah, three campaign books on top of the Basic original book. book. It's good stuff. Um, so the next one is. Banners in the movement phase. It's pretty self-explanatory that, again, we've all thought of for forever. If a, acting under charge orders, knights go in a straight line. They can't change direction. They go in a straight line. And each knight that gets in range can do a, an itty-bitty smash attack against a unit that is the same size or smaller. Or use a melee weapon. Uh, and then for each full three inches, one knight can add an extra attack for its we- one of its weapons. So this is actually something that they've changed a while ago uh, and just hadn't put in the FAQ yet. It makes knights a little less crazy than they were, but they're still real good. Yeah, except yeah. the Porphyrins, which are garbage. Well, we're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get there. Garbage. Um, then they go and reiterate smash attacks, only at the same scale or smaller if you're a knight. Okay, so that's only for knights then. Yeah. Okay, so your warhounds can keep kicking my warlord in the, yes. sna- in the knees. Yes. And then here's one that just kind of offends me that anybody was really, like, seriously asking this question. So the question is, how often can stratagems be used? Jesse, you've not played this game. How often do you think stratagems can be used? If I have Probably, a stratagem guess, card and I play that card. Once per game? Holy shit. You must be some kind of fucking genius, bud. <laughs> Amazing. So it says, unless otherwise stated, each stratagem can only be used once. This didn't seem like a hard concept. Quite a few of the stratagems are usable more than once, and they very specifically say so. Um, and then they go on to say that, hey, if you have a battlefield asset, the stratagem deploys it, the card goes away, but the asset is still there. Because you know that's the next place what? that the rules lawyers what, would have gone to. I what don't know. mouth breather is arguing that a stratagem can be used more than once just because it doesn't say that it can't be used more than once on the card? You're ten ply. I Figure mean, it out. I could Somebody fire, that I could, does a lot of 
Warhammer 40K. I can fire my bolter five <laughs> times per shooting phase. It doesn't right. say I can't. Because it doesn't say right? you can't. Look, if your argument for whatever back ass words thing you're trying Watch to convince Steven's your opponent hot. of. Steven's getting hot. Is that, is that it, it just... If it's you're trying to argue that you can do it because it doesn't say you can't, and you're using, on the other hand, the evidence that, oh, Games Workshop is bad at writing rules, so I can just interpret this however I want, you shouldn't play the game. Melt your models, go live in the mountains, be a monk, bother no one else. <laughs> Steven's per- grind my Jesus. gears segment. I personally hate you. Well, All right. unless well, you're a patron. I'm just, just, just going <laughs> to move on to the next segment here. No, I'm just kidding. There, there's a couple of other uh, interesting ones. One scene, this is a little wonky the way they explain it. So they go, hey, can I get a little clarification on merging void shields and voids to full and how all that works? So they specifically say the the Titan that goes voids to full, that rolls that dice, you got to take some of your shields from that one. Mm-hmm. That makes good sense. You're using, and you use that one's status. Yeah. So you can't say, oh, the one, the one engine with a clean reactor, but only one shield left, I'll voids the full and put the heat on that one, but I'm going to use the three-up save from another Titan. I think... So if you're in a squadron and you voids to full... Yeah, we've got a couple here. You take it on the one that is nominating voids to full, so we'll say a guy that has his four-up save. The three-up save. Well, for the purpose of the argument. Sure. Right? The Warhound in front. Warhound in front. That's only got a four-up save. It's down to four. Mm -hmm. You decide voids to full. You fail, however many you fail, Mm -hmm. say... Three, mm-hmm. you have to take at least one on the four-up Titan, and the other two can be allocated to the three-up Titan? That is how I'm reading it. Oh, well, that's good sense. Okay, Austin. Yeah. Austin, okay. Yeah. And then they specifically say that, so say you go voids to full and you awaken the machine spirit. Oops. And that machine spirit is uh, making you go run off. <laughs> hey, wait, where are you going? <laughs> the Titans are no longer sharing shields. Voids to, and a new Titans <laughs> void shield level must be chosen um, from those declared as sharing void shields. And none can declare voids to full because naturally the one that was going to has wandered off, uh, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I And honestly, like that's... a thing that has never occurred to me, but I'm sure if it had happened in one of my games, I too would have been very confused by it. So I'm not saying that every FAQ in here is for mouth-breathing idiots. Um, There's some good stuff. Uh, (laughs) I actually like this one about Concussive and Quake, which kind of clears some things up. Yeah. Um, Concussive trait states that they only take effect if a hit is not deflected by a Titan's shields. Does a save roll have to be passed to deflect a hit, or is it not deflected only when you make an armor roll? Which... Kind of makes sense. Turns out a hit is deflected so long as a Titan has active shields, which obviously we've never played it that way. No. But I could see that. Um, but it makes good sense. And I feel yeah. like I may have argued that the first time. Yeah. And so then lost that four-up like, roll. Hey. And just we've just gone with it ever since. As yeah. is right. Hey, right? if there's shields at all, you're not hitting the armor. Mm-hmm. Shields are always deflecting saves or hits. So that's nice. That's good for uh, for future reference. Yeah. Uh, and then the inevitable, if a Titan hits itself with his own blast marker, does it get void shield saves? Uh, uh, and I I like I like that, that it's, hey, if it's fired at a target unit more than two inches away, which is outside of void shield range, you do get the shaves. Otherwise, it's too close and you're just screwed. Oops. Uh, which, you know, I could see it going the other way. But the way that like ricochets and recoils and bounces and all that sort of stuff goes, who knows? Yeah. And that friggin' warlord, 
feel like its gun extends further than two inches anyway as you kind of lean out a little bit and fire. Um, then there's some personnel traits that matter. <laughs> Got some stuff for EGS-specific stuff. Yeah, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go through because there's a whole bunch of little kind of minor tweaks, except for uh, ooh, what's there is one legio that can swap out any titan, and then it counts as that titan. One legio can do that. One legio has this trait. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Is it uh, Graphonicus, mainstay of the Titan Legion? Something like that. There's a question about the Venator Maniple with two Reaver Titans, but... Mm. Um, anyway, one important one, because people like to take Titan Hunter Infantry. They've FAQ'd this. The question is, when using the Titan Hunter Infantry stratagem, do you place two new markers each time you play it? Because what was happening is, suddenly, by turn three or four, there was fucking six, eight little... Dudes, Titan hunter dudes hanging out. And the answer is no. When it's active, when a marker is activated after resolving the attack, remove the marker from the battlefield. Any marker not activated moves in the end phase of a round. So it'll happen every turn. Two of these little fuckers will pop up and shoot at you. But that's much better than there being like 10 of them by the end of a game. And suddenly there's just a million things going on, gotcha. which is fine. Uh, they also very specifically said, screw you, Vox Blackout. Pay attention to how the game is played. Uh, and I've made this mistake as well. It said, hey, can I emer issue emergency repair, resolve the repair roll, and then play Vox Blackout, which removes all your orders. So, you know, it was kind of a cheeky way of getting emergency repairs and still being able to move and shoot. Yeah. And the answer is no, because stratagems are enacted before orders are issued. That's something that we got wrong for a long time. Um. You know, and it, it's clearly stated in the book, like, hey, when you're in orders phase, stratagems, orders. But, you know, it seems simple, so you don't pay a lot of attention to it. Sure. Um, do you get void seal saves by hit dealt by the strafing run stratagem? Why is anyone asking this question? It's an airplane. It's more than two inches away. <laughs> End of question. And, and they're just like, Isn't strafing yes. run strength three anyway? <laughs> no. It's like strength four or five. Oh, okay. Like it's, it, it can take down shields. But then. again, why... Why? Why? Figure it out. Um, and then can knight household forces take titans as reinforcements? So the answer is yes, as long as you have, you know, lances enough to make an actual household force. Mm -hmm. uh, you can bring titans as reinforcements, but those titans are always individuals and can't be formed into maniples. That's mm. interesting. I kind of like that. Yeah. That's cool. Which, uh, I mean, I haven't read Moloch too deeply just because I'm not a knight house player. Right. Um, but we play with the big. Toys. I really hope that that's how people were playing because that's how I always thought it was in my head. Uh, we finally got the rules for bypass. Oh yeah, they just straight forgot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't see why this should have been difficult to suss out. Bypass, huh? Yeah, what and, that could mean. Turns it out is, it means you don't get saved. But it bypasses void shields and ion shields, um, or mm. some of them will have bypass one or the other in mm. future. Hmm. Um, it's Misericordia all over again. <laughs> this war gear does nothing. Continuing oh, no. on. <laughs> Literally nothing. But hey, what about those Acastus Knights? Well, there, there is one thing I want to get to. Before that? Uh, the Ruptura Maniple. Ah, yes. 
Can each reaver in the maniple declare power to locomotives without pushing their reactor once per round or only one reaver in the maniple? And the answer is only one reaver in the maniple, which is sad because I think we talked about that last time. Yeah. About how cool that would be because you can just have your reavers all going crazy. And apparently that is not the case. Well, I was thinking about that some more. And in the case of like my Metallica maniple, turns out you don't want them all going crazy. You don't. Because you want some fire support. Mm-hmm. You want to put down blind missiles with the guys that aren't running up. Yep. And now they can't. And now they cannot. There is a solid half page uh, to answer the question, how does the Legio Audax trait wolves amongst prey interact with the ability to form squadrons with titans outside of Maniple? Um, and the answer is, it seems very straightforward, but is half a page of shenanigans that I don't want to misinterpret. If you're playing Audax, for God's sake, read the FAQ before you go crazy. Um, and if not, don't worry about it. Yeah, no one plays Audax. It's fine. But now, the thing that we've all been waiting for, and by all, I mean everybody, but apparently the guys that play 30 or Adeptus Titanicus around here, or maybe the U.S., I've, I've heard it's less bitching about it in the U.S. than elsewhere. That's because we as a culture are just used to getting the shit deal and... Uh... Just kind of Which is weird, because you'd think the people with the monarchy would be more used to shutting up and taking it. I, uh, <laughs> but here we are. Just a weird social commentary. I don't know what to tell you. Brexit goes through and the world turns upside down. Yeah. Uh, so, the Acastus Knight banner is now 150 points base plus weapons. <laughs> um, <laughs> it used to be 90. Yeah, no, suck it. Uh, and the Acastus Knight banner consists of one knight. You can only add one additional knight for 130 points. Uh, the twin Magna Laz Cannon and Iron Storm Missile Pod variety has gone up to 35 points. Uh, twin Conversion Beam Cannon and Karaknos Mortar Battery up to 50 points. Uh, and they are now deemed an auxiliary knight banner. So a battle group can include a maximum of one Acastus Knight Banner per maniple and a Household Force one Auxiliary Knight Banner per lance. No Knight Banner within a lance may be an Auxiliary Knight Banner. So what they've done... That's a lot of restrictions. What they've done is ha. they've, they've a, about doubled the points cost yeah. uh, of a fully kitted out pair, because that's the biggest you can go now, and they've essentially limited you to a maximum of four per army. And you got to work real hard to get four. Yeah, because they're not um, cheap. Not now. Well, they're not cheap, and you got to have full maniples. Yep. Before. So you, really, you're only getting them if you're running something like my Corsair that is made of warhounds. Yeah. You, know, you, you can take real, six real warhounds and then four Acastus, and that's still 2,000 points. Like it, uh, But I mean... There was some precedent with them being so rare in the fluff anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, I there's think, no reason that a night house, the, it, the Acastus is supposed to be one of the... Yeah, you shouldn't be able to field eight or nine. Yeah, it's supposed no to be one the, one of the rarest suits, barring like the Atropos. And uh, there's no reason that some night house that no one's ever heard of before today is dropping nine Acasti onto the field and being like, yep, they were in the basement the whole time. Oh, no. Nah, kill yourself. Um, so I do, I do like that they've gone Auxiliary Knight Banner on it. I'm a little sad for the people that did buy more than four. Um, but also, well, get good. And I do, I do appreciate that instead of fucking with the actual rules, they up the points cost. 
because like I said, like I, I have not bought a potato. I don't play night houses. Um, but when you buy something cool, I feel it's a lot less of a butthurt when the nerf comes. If you still have all the cool special rules and abilities you had before, sure. you're just playing more points for it. Yeah. yeah. And said, I mean, really, go ahead. Find some Porphyrian's cheap on uh Oh, oh yeah, no, eBay. you can find yeah. them cheap now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right it's alongside just like, uh, Iron Hands on eBay. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for a Leviathan Dreadnought, now is the time. They've done something with Space Marine with Space Marines and they're getting rid of them in Iron Hands. Okay, so as it Wait, as what? it was explained oh, in 40K. to me. Yeah, in 40K. Oh, okay, okay. As it was explained to me, the Iron Hands had a certain combination of rules. They could make their Dreadnoughts Keep this quick. We're not a 40k podcast. They could make their Dreadnoughts characters so they could look out sir for them. Uh they had like a Fiona Pain equivalent save for mm-hmm. the Dreadnought. It was just something about their certain combination of rules made them a very effective at shooting and almost impossible to kill. So, mm-hmm. so now they're not. No longer. And yeah, now there's a bunch of them on eBay. So if you ever wanted to do one of Steven's uh, Fear of the Ancients lists, now is your time. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah. And on the note of Porphyrins again, Titanicus still has a open play format. You can sure. still, yeah. if you really want to, just throw all caution to the wind and bring nine potatoes. Have a nice little I, I still don't bake. believe that nine potatoes would uh, fix your problems. But that's just No, me. I mean, you don't rely on nine potatoes. I don't no, want to tell Nobody you. should rely on nine potatoes. No, you should be relying on Titans like a man. It's called Adeptus Titanicus, that's, not Adeptus Questoris. I mean, Knight Titans. Adeptus Knighticus. Knight Titans. That is their official designator. Yeah, well, we all, you know, and I know, that knights are not titans. It's true. Also, just for, again, those ruler, I don't rules lawyerly neckbeards, they've officially said that, hey, some weapons have weapon critically disabled, the new Warlord Sinister. Yeah. Unle- at present, there's no rule that uses weapon critically disabled, so unless otherwise specified... Treated as weapon disabled. Just just chill out. This was just not a hard out. concept to grasp. Just relax. And they have grasped it. And that brings us to the end of the FAQ. So some good stuff, some fun stuff, some Jesus, why did anybody ask that question stuff. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you should get that. And kicking potatoes squarely in their metallic testicles. <laughs> ha. All right. Cool. FAQ done. And dusted. On mm-hmm. to Shadow and Iron Part. Part de. Part dos. Part zwei. Zwei. Yeah, Carol would want me to correct you. If we're going to do oh, some sort of European counting, why is it not in German? <laughs> I did. I, I mean, I tried. You f- I don't speak it. German. What do you want? Improvement. He tried. He tried. Eternal yeah. improvement. And technically, since I said part so, two in Spanish, that still constitutes for European. Yeah, Even but I said if we're going to do European, why is it not German? Show some respect. <laughs> Jesus. Dirty Spaniards and their Castilian Spanish. <laughs> well, you can go to the Basque country and help those guys out. What are we talking about? Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking where, about... Where did we leave off last night? Night household. I think you all wrapped up with the... Uh, yep, we finished up with the Sinister. sinister yeah. So now we got some new night houses. Nights in the for, Lord's um, heresy. For you friendly... Night lovers. Now, Austin and I, neither of us play night houses uh, or use very many nights at all, for that matter. Well, I've, I've started using more nights because of the uh, Adepticon, the way the 
campaign roster is laid out. That's true. You do need them. So I've uh, started bringing them around. So the significance and the uh, overall strength of some of these Nighthouse rules might be a little bit lost on us, given that we don't have a whole ton of experience with running lots of them. Well, a lot of these... But it's they're, mostly nightly, they're not giving you qualities. They're not giving you, um, yeah, they're not giving you like army wide benefits. It's just yep. your high scion gets um, a thing, gets a fancy new thing, like a new a new warlord trait for those of you that just do thirty k, yeah, or princeps senioris trait for the gentleman among you. Um, so the first one is House Orlock, which not to be confused with House Orlock of Necromunda, yeah. Not Necromunda. You really got to put some flim in there to pronounce the H. Or lock. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, they uh, they went a little crazy. Oops. Uh, they they were on a planet called Darkhaven, which they thought when they first got there was like, oh, this is going to be a paradise. Look how great it is. Wrong. Wrong answer. All of it is poisonous. Just all I'm assuming of it. they called it Dark Haven after they got there. Presumably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, maybe this will be great and nice. And no, dumbass. Why would anything ever be nice? Uh, however, they were a big night house because there wasn't. Once they figured it out, you know, they're living underground. They're doing their whole thing. Not a whole like uh, age of strife. They have the traditional like falling apart. Uh, however. Nothing really got them because Dark Haven was in the back end of nowhere. So when they joined the Great Crusade. They had hundreds of night armors just kind of hanging out. Nice. Uh, went along with the 7th Expeditionary Fleet after a bloodless compliance. And, uh, well... So they're friends with Dorn. Yeah. They, uh... The Warmaster showed up. Well, the Warmaster's minion showed up and said, Hey, guys, you, you should come fight with us. Um... And that just didn't go down real well. No, nope. um, Horus typically gets what Horus wants. Yeah, except uh, the Darkhaven guys murdered all of the emissaries, took their fleet, uh, evacuated Darkhaven, and just kind of were a nomadic nighthouse for the rest of the heresy. This is the equivalent of somebody trying to sell you drugs. You kill them, steal their car, and become Batman. Yes. Um, which is pretty badass. They've got uh, kind of purple, black, bronze as a color scheme, which I do like. Yeah. Uh, and they've got, as so, as all of these do, D3 knightly qualities. The first one is Shadow Fighter. Uh, you get fancy Archaeotech that generates shadow fields. They have been fucking around with that Dark Eldar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, you get a negative two modifier to hit. On yeah, that, uh, for the first round. Seneschal's Banner. Which... Not terrible. Yeah. Go full stride. Yeah. Just get just, all up in there. Just haul ass and take that minus two. Mm-hmm. They also have indecipherable commander. Um, just hiding all your plans, being real sneaky after both players have finished deploying their forces. But before terminating first player, you can redeploy. That's in a cell's lance. Banners yep. in the center cell's lance. So it's going to be up to three night units. We'll be able to redeploy. Yep. Yep. Um, Independent Warriors is actually the really interesting one. Yeah, because I gotta say, indecipherable commander. I like redeploying. I don't like redeploying. It's not as good if you don't know who's going first. Yeah, but with the underdog, you know, if you're rolling a d10, the other guy's rolling a d6, you can make a good guess. Well, you can. Um, I mean, you can use certain. There's a lot of stratagems that night houses can still use, right? Yeah, yeah. So you could go indecipherable commander, take like dawn attack, 
and just suddenly reduce all of your opponent's shootings to D6 times 10 inches and then just mm. haul ass up the line after you've redeployed, after you know where they're deploying, you know, all that good stuff. That's fair. That's but fair. Independent Warrior seems to be the um, the sleeper hit here. As always, I, f- I find that these personal qualities, knightly qualities, et cetera, et cetera, it's two eh, kind of okay ones and one really good one. That's true. Uh, independent Warriors is banners in the Seneschal's Lance do not have to maintain Lance coherency. So they can spread out as far as they want. Uh, and that's banners. So not just the Seneschal's Lance, it's all the banners can do this. And as such, suffer no penalties from being outside Lance coherency. However, during the strategy phase, any banner from the Seneschal's Lance that has not maintained coherency cannot be issue orders via Lance orders, which isn't the worst thing. But it keeps you from getting, uh, you know, completely nailed and obliterated by a stray volcano cannon. Yeah. any Anything that can keep your knights further apart and yet still workable mm-hmm. is a good thing in my book. Yep. What's next? The next is, weirdly, one of my personal favorite night houses. Oh, yeah? Uh, House Vornherr. It's weird because House Vornherr uh, bent the knee to G-Man and is essentially Bobby G's bitches in night form. So they're traitor knights. So you wouldn't think that I, loyal son of Fenris, would be too thrilled by this. However, for all of their noble bright kind of thing, uh, they have one weird dark spot that nobody likes to bring <laughs> up. And that is, before you know, they got back into the Imperium, they fought a millennia-long conflict against a rival Nauthaus. That's 1,000 years for those keeping count at home. And then erased literally every mention of them from history. Yikes. They don't even remember who it was that they beat the shit out of so hard that nobody can talk about it anymore. And so everybody kind of like, yeah, 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 you're you're loyal and all, and you're helping out the Imperium and all, but what the fuck did those guys do to deserve that? Like, And you know, technology yeah. being what it is, there might be reference to somewhere or to who it was that these guys wiped out on some far-flung, long-forgotten planet in a basement buried under a mountain. There's one cogitator that has a Wikipedia article about House Vornher (laughs) that tells who they fought. And then when that thing gets discovered, there's just going to be a whole host of Vornher knights descending down. Just nope, 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 nope. Whole host might be a bit of a stretch because they mustered several hundred knight armors on Kalth. Nah, that that was a... (laughs) That was fine. Um, Nothing bad happened there. They got the shit beat out of them. Uh, and the, you know, the inevitable units that were elsewhere and couldn't get to Calf and all of that uh, just kind of went batshit crazy. Obscured. So their colors are a really bright yellow and a bright red and some white. You know, the classic good guy imperial colors. Mm-hmm. They obscure their armor, armor colors, and just paint them black and go crazy upon a path of vengeance and eventual destruction. And there was just some old dudes at home, like keeping the home fires lit. Like those fucking crazy kids are all going to die, but uh, we, we got to keep the house strong. So we're just going to hang out. Hey, look, we found nine, a cast iron in the basement. Jesus. No. Uh, so they've got some fun stuff. Uh, survivalists, because they just get the shit kicked out of them all the time. Apparently. Yep. Uh, whenever a Seneschal, a model from the Seneschal's banner would be destroyed by a weapon attack, roll a D six. On a six, the model is not removed, and the effects of the hit are discarded. Womp womp. That includes Quake. 
Yeah. You can't and shake him that way. Whenever the Seneschal would be removed as a result of a targeted attack, uh, he's got a four-up lookout, sir, instead of the traditional six. That's not bad. Uh, six-up saves are never great, but I mean, they're always a, funny. It's not a save. It's a formality. But here's the thing. So say that you take a critical hit, mm-hmm. right? Remove a knight, take two damage. Mm-hmm. But if you roll a six up, not only do you ignore remove a knight, you also ignore the two damage because the results of the hit are discarded. Yep. So that's fun. Yep. And you've got uh, unto death. Whenever a model from the Senate's banner is destroyed, they make immediate attack with one of their weapons. Um, and then just the basic, hey, if this kills two things, wait until all the knights that are going to die, die, and then get your free hits. Um, Which could, is kind of uh, be funny. Yeah, um, I mean, a a banner of Melta Knights is no small thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, say, you know, the, some of them pop out behind cover, run up on your uh, Warhound, hit him a few times. Ow, that hurt. Eat maximal plasma cannon. Mm-hmm. Great, I killed three. Oh, what do you no. mean they're going to keep shooting me? Well, see, my thought was, so you have Warhounds normally run in pairs. Mm-hmm. So you do that, and you run up, and you chainsaw one to death. And it explodes, killing all of your knights like the explosion invariably does. Mm-hmm. They all get to shoot at the other one. Uh, so here's the thing that gets me about some of these knightly qualities is mm. that this is cool, but it's model from the Seneschal's banner, which means you have to put your guy in danger you do. to use it. But uh, go big or go home. However, so. as Steven said last time, two of these are fun and quirky, and one of them is obviously better than the rest. And that would be figure of legend. Uh, the Seneschal is an awe-inspiring figure within the house who is an example all night scions strive to follow. Friendly banners with at least one model within three inches of a model from the Seneschal's banner cannot be shaken. Yikes. This personal trait has no effect if the Seneschal's banner is shaken. Shaking knights is how you deal with them if you can't kill them outright. Mm-hmm. They generally are failing on a four-up, so like about a third of the time, a little more than a third of the time. They're going to fail. They're going to be minus three to their speed, minus one of their weapon skill, ballistic skill. They can't go on any other orders. It's great. Straight up ignoring that, even if they got to be kind of tight packed, is real good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. real good. Ver- Ver- Veroni? Veroni? Veroni. Veroni. Yeah. These guys look like maybe they've seen a thing or two. Yeah, uh, uh, don't know a whole lot about this one. Veroni sounds aliens. very familiar. Yeah, they've they've been in a couple of things. Um, they're the they're the poster child for knights, actually. All really? the um, all the knight boxes. Oh yeah, are the all green, Veroni knights. The green and white with uh, some white and red checks. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Uh, I guess they hate aliens. Hate aliens. Hate trailers. Trailers or traitors? Traitors, but probably trailers as well. Oh yeah, this is the these are the guys that had the. Uh, they didn't want to pledge themselves to a Forge oh, World. Oh, yeah. Pledge themselves to a Forge World. That Forge World went for Horus. It was a bad time. Yep. It was, uh, Traders yeah. beat the shit out of them. It wasn't. Yeah. Earthane just showed up and was like, hey, guys, you want to fight for Horus? No? <laughs> well, boy, have I got bad news for you. Oh, no. Shame. Yep. Shame. Shame. Yeah. So they've got some fun stuff. Independent Spirit. Uh, banner within the Seneschal's Lance. Fails command check when an order is issued. To it in the issue order step, orders can still be issued that phase. Yeah, so you know, axiom maniple, but for knights. Yeah, it's fun. What else we got? Uh, resolute. Uh, when making a command check to see if they become shaken, all banners within twelve inches of the seneschal add one to the result. In addition, 
The Seneschal's banner cannot be shaken. So you... And I do like that. Wow. You can mount up a Seneschal and like a real... Exp- like a not- Lancers, just Lancers, uh-huh. and you can't shake them. They're yep. always going to get you. It's a problem. Yep. Uh, and Lord of Fellweather. Uh, Seneschal may issue charge orders to banners within their lance without the need to make a check. However, if a banner within the lance fails a command check when being issued with any other order, it does not act on its own initiative and instead just charges. So you always get a charge order off is what I'm reading there. Yeah, no matter what. Actually, if you fail, you have to charge. That's beautiful. (laughs) Because really a charge order isn't the end of the world. Uh, Taking a leaf out of the marine book, I see. Even if you're too far away. No, like, it's still movement. Yeah, you got to go in a straight line, but you're still doing the move. There's no penalties to your attacks in any way. Yeah, it's well, fun. it occurs to me that, um, and because again, the 360 a straight line can be in any direction. You can use that to just zip yourself behind cover and out of line of sight. Yep, which is pretty handy. So I guess that's there. Ooh, that's a really good personal trait. Um, yeah, on and that's all for the loyalists. So loyalists have house Och, lock. Uh, Vorner and I'm not enough of a Scotsman to pronounce Orlock. Yep. Now we're on to them traitors. First off is House Mordred, which uh, is one of Horus's favored night houses. Uh, they're super traditional. They're super violent, and uh, they hate you personally, dear listener. Uh, warfare practiced by House Mordred is methodical and brutal, for they marched in the shadow of titans to eradicate anything that dared to survive the power of the god engines. For House Mordred, mercy was an unfathomable concept, and none was offered to those within conquered cities, for they cared little for the distinction between the innocent and the guilty. Uh, so these guys actually fought along the Tiger Eyes a whole lot, House Furens, and are in fact drawn from the same planet. Uh, so just like House Furens has a whole bunch of rehabilitated savages in their... Um, up in their titan heads. Rehabilitated. Quote, unquote. Yeah, House Mordred has a whole bunch of, well, probably just still savages as their scions. And uh, boy, do they act like it. Uh, and I, I do like in their fluff that they have night banners that get sworn to individual princeps. Yeah, very feudal. Which is really cool. Yep, I, and I like uh, much like um, much like Furins, they're very ritualistic, very superstitious. Uh, so, their household traits, first one, is Ancestral Pride. In the first round of the game, the Seneschal's Lance may choose to forego their activation in the combat phase, which, as a side note, echoes um, many faces of the Omnissiah of their allied Legio. In essence, doing nothing for that phase, but counting as one of the House Mordred players' activations. If they do so, banners in the Seneschal's Lance can be issued orders during the second round without the need to take a command check. So, everybody sits still. Bangs on various machines, prays, does whatever, beats their chests, and in round two, can just pop off uh, commands. Yeah, what that without is without needing is to check. Take a lance of lancers. You're not going to shoot first turn anyway. Let the, do let a <laughs> Urukai war chant. Yep. <laughs> you know, full on Roman legion. Bang your gladius on your shield. Yep. Go to work. Meets back on the menu. It is. That's real good. I like it. Uh, Number two is Tapestry of Deeds. If the Seneschal's banner contains a battle standard and the knight carrying the battle standard is part of the banner, friendly banners within 12 inches of the Seneschal's banner cannot be shaken, which is uh, kind of like uh, Vorner's uh, unshakable trait. Um, But but, a little better. But a little bit better. Uh, Much further 
range, but more expensive because you have to buy a banner. And the banner can be sniped out. And the banner can be sniped out. And, uh, but damn. This is their, uh, this one actually is almost as good as Ancestral Pride, but I think Ancestral Pride beats it out by just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Aggression Unbound. When acting under charge orders during the movement phase, one knight per banner within the Seneschal's Lance may add D3 to the dice value of a single weapon. In addition to charging. In addition to charging. So, you know, say so you charge nine knight inches. Can get like seven attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Which, sure, knight, um, knight close combat weapons aren't super strong. They're not going to be sawing a warlord apart on the front arc. But if you're behind them and you get, you know. Or just any given reaver. Yeah, or any like, given reaver or a warhound. damage on a three up if you hit the body. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And that's without thinking that uh, the knight banners that get plus one strength for, mm-hmm. you know, you're shooting the same weapon, all yep. that fun stuff. Yep. You can really fuck some people up here. Yep, a lot of close range hurt there. Now, uh, something of interesting note is the fact that, like I said, Ancestral Pride is basically the knight version of Legio Furin's Many Faces of the Omnissiah, where they instead... Uh, forgo activations for one or two phases, either during the movement phase and the combat phase, and instead bank one or two rerolls for that, uh, rerolling any one die. So a Mordred and a Furin's Force, which we've now established, you can bring a Knight Banner or a Knight Lance as reinforcements to a Titan Maniple, or vice versa, uh, can just sit kind of there and do nothing for a turn, and then turn two are suddenly real dangerous because they get a lot of free commands and a lot of free rerolls. Yeah, they do. Yep. It's not polite. Uh, next one is a, what I imagine had to have been a fan requested one because it's a house favorite here at a uh, remembrance retreat house Malinex of Xana two. It's the Xana two. Yeah. No, I Why? show myself out. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Uh, House Malinax, uh, the bone white armor with the uh, the scorpion iconography, real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, super mysterious, super dangerous. They got all the archaeotech. Um, these guys probably do have nine perfumes. Yeah, these the guys probably do have uh, nine Acastine knights. Um, turns out, interesting. Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, House Malinax ultimately doubts surrounded the loyalties of Zana II, and by association, House Malinax proved well founded. When the War Master turned to the Forge World for his cause. During the initial years of the Horus Heresy, Lords of Xana used their isolated nature to play both sides. Uh, their knights are really well equipped. Um, they have an interesting. Yeah, their knightly knight quality. quality. So elusive, because apparently they also <laughs> are uh, super mo- secret. Moonlight is Alpha Legion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if or, the Seneschal uh, is destroyed, you can pick a new friendly banner of the same type as the Seneschal's banner and say, no, no, no. My boy was over here the whole time. Yep. Womp, womp. But you don't get a uh, personal trait if you do. You don't. So it's not the Alpha Legion eternally. You don't know who the hell is in charge. Yep. Uh, it only works once, but sometimes once is all you need because yep. it still counts as your commander for victory points and it all that. It is a sort of straight stuff. up copy of uh, Legio Pregasius's mm-hmm. fluid command structure. Mm-hmm. But uh, a fun trick, nevertheless. Yeah. It's always good to be like, haha, no, you didn't kill who you thought you did. Uh, trusted bearer is a is a cool one. Uh, this seneschal is trusted with ancient technology designed to enhance the weaponry of its bearer and must be preserved no matter the cost. Knights within the seneschal's banner may reroll any armor rolls of one for an attack they make with a weapon without the melee trait. However, the seneschal's banner cannot be issued charge orders. 
because you don't want to you don't want to risk that fancy gun you've got. Yeah, I mean, hey, you give it to a bunch of potatoes and yep, go to work. now it's time to make yep. a cast eye scary. <laughs> and then favored scion. Uh, when the knight's seneschal's banner suffers a direct hit, roll a d6. On a roll of a five or six, the hit is ignored. However, the banner does not add three to the result of any of its command checks, as described on page 38 of Dune of Moloch. So the um, the scion is fancy and has neat technology that keeps him safe, but his friends are jealous. Uh-huh. Uh, again, another knight trait that is lifted kind of directly from one of the loyalist ones, and this time... Kind of outright better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Sorry, loyalists. We this is a traitor's game. Fun. Uh, Although I play traitors in this, so I don't know why I'm complaining. Yep. Death of the False Emperor. Uh, yep. Uh, Malinax, uh, apparently, according to this little fluff piece over here, maybe has some bad beef with Legio Audax. Uh, the Knight Porphyrion that is displayed on the other side uh, was in close support of hunting packs of Legio Audax Titans to topple the mightiest of foes. This partnership between the Legio and household was to end in betrayal with target logs extracted from the broken form of name that's difficult to pronounce, registering Legio Audax Titans as foes in its final moment. Zotlicky. Thank you. An act of betrayal spurred on by an apparent dispute over <laughs> well, you can't pronounce claimed. Aztec names? <laughs> I don't like all this. I don't like where this is going. Uh, an act of betrayal spurned on by an apparent dispute over who claimed the final kill of a Legio Lysando warlord. Can we just think about this a second? You're going to murder what really is kind of a, like a Lord of war in its own right because of an argument over who gets to paint it on your fucking banner. So you're never going to see each other again. You can both claim the kill. That's what they did in (laughs) world war two. That's right. Although Jesus. I think that's, um, so Jared and I were having a conversation about Legio Adax and whether or not they made it to the siege, and he maintains that they didn't, largely for the same reason. I guess Legio Adax towards the end there just got real, they real fractious real feral. <laughs> as far as like who got what kills. I guess two Legio Adax crews killed each other. Yeah. Trying to d- settle a dispute over who got the kill of a nemesis. Huh. We'll never know. <laughs> yeah. Now we'll never know because you're both dead. Uh, Good job. House Earthane. Wee. Earthane. It's Earthane. Sure. I'm just telling you. I mean, this. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, black and white or black and red. Another one of Horace's favorites. Yeah. These guys are fun. They're just fucking raiders. Yeah. So presumably because they're raiders in old night, uh, they've got like spaceships and whatnot. Yes. And they just drop knights out of spaceships on people. No. Uh, they drop knights inside your spaceship. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like having a bunch of orcs in an asteroid field, except instead of a bunch of boys, you get a bunch of robots. Yeah, they're it's actually the in, um, I think they're in book six retribution over there, but yeah. there's a there's a story in there where they were raiding a, a arc mechanicum. They blew out the hole, sent in like 30 or 40 vacuum sealed knights that just started rampaging through the ship. And nothing on it had, you know, they have like last guns. Yeah, what are you going to do? Die real fast. Yep. Uh, House Earthane is, um, when I did this for Robbie, I painted a Earthane night for him for Secret Santa. Oh, yeah. Very heavily influenced, at least in theme, by, um, uh, what are they called? I suddenly lost uh, my train of thought. They're in Last Kingdom. Vikings? Vikings, yes, for all intents and purposes. But a specific culture 
that were referred Danes? to as yes, Danes. That's yeah. it. Mm. Yes, Danes. Uh, they refer to their like lords as ring bearers or ring givers. Horus was like the king ring giver. They uh, yeah, it's yeah. good times. They're real fun and a little underhanded because everybody thought, oh well, they're fucking raiders. They've got like maybe a hundred knights, maybe wrong. Then the heresy kicks off and they're like, Jesus. There's a ton of these guys. Yep. <laughs> Horus, uh, Horus specifically uh, fudged their numbers in the reports and said, yeah, these guys are like a third-rate house. They definitely don't have 600 knights. Oh, no. But they did have 600. Suck it, loyalists. Yep. See, I'm getting on, I'm getting on the bandwagon. It's fun, yeah. isn't okay. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they've got some fun rules here. The first one, Methodical Butcher. As a knightly quality, knights in the Seneschal's banner, reroll armor rolls of one for melee weapons if they're issued a charge order. Uh, you can't issue coordinated strike orders with them, which does suck a little bit. No, it doesn't. Who cares? You're Co- re-rolling ones. Well, yes. That's why I just said a little bit. It sucks a little it bit. It doesn't even suck a little bit. Not a lot. Because you can always roll a one if you roll coordinated strike. You can still get that natural one and fail. This way, you'll never get a natural one and fail. I mean, unless you re-roll one in twelve, you yeah. know. Well, which means one in three. Yes, which really means fifty percent of the time. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Nicely done. Bloodlust. Uh, a seneschal may issue charge orders to banners within their lance without the need to make a check. However, if a banner with the within the seneschal's lance fails a command check when being issued any other orders, it must not act on its own initiative and instead must charge. Wait, I've heard that before. Hey, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> this came from, uh, from the, 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 the We just did that. Way to yeah. waste everyone's time. Yep, this is a House of Veroni uh, trait. In so fact, the- it's word for word. Well, you got to put a Nobody likes knights anyway. Sorry, Jason. Yep. Uh, oh, furious oh. Assault for each hit roll of six made by the Seneschal's banner. When attacking with melee weapons, it causes two hits rather than one. Ooh. Uh, However, add one to the armor roll for attacks made with a melee weapon against the Seneschal's banner. This, um, again, the benefits massively outweigh. Yeah, like, if you're getting hit with a melee weapon as a knight... You're already, probably already dead. You've already won because you're in close, and you're already dead because, because it's, it's probably strength a power million. fist. Yeah, it's a power yeah. fist, and you're having a bad time. Yep. There's no downside here. There is only hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> Earthane is definitely the winner of... Funnest rules for households, uh, uh, except that they and stole all of them. a loyalist one. But they're all fun. Like no, nobody has yeah, that like was, actively all good. bad. Yeah, like everybody's got at least one thing that you're like, yeah, that's good. I'll do it. I'll make it happen. I mean, you could say that Earthane, despite being the funnest one here, might have the worst ones because they're all centered around melee. Yeah, you don't have like you can't really pick and choose. You're just you're no matter what people. you do, you're going to be yeah, charging you're people. Fighting people. Yep. But I mean, you can just load up on a uh, on Sarastai and yeah. go and go to town. Just go nuts! So like, it's only bad if you don't like being in face to face man fighting. And if you don't, you're a coward. That's right. You heard it here first. Well, yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> apparently. Uh, um, so we could. Oh, these are narrative missions. These are the legendary missions. Yeah, we're we're not going to talk about that. Not until we play some. Not until we play some. We are hoping to start Ooh, telling you more about these. There's a good these. number of them in here. Yeah, stuff. no, there's, there's, there's a good amount. There's six of those. There's a brand new campaign rules, yep. which are huge, and I've heard are pretty similar to the old Battlefleet Gothic campaign yep. rules, so, uh, which just I'm excited the, about. Yeah, off the top, um, without getting too deep into it, because yeah, we'll Austin's get, trying we'll to... We'll get deep into it at some point, but I have one yep. set of campaign rules to learn. Yep, Austin's got to Adepticon, uh, and I don't want to cross the streams. So, um, we'll save that for another time, though. 
Well, yeah, off, off the top, they uh, they expanded on types of planets. So a lot of planets have different traits as to why you'd want to go hold them. Similar to Battlefleet Gothic, mm-hmm. although really it's more than just, hey, this planet gives you X number of resource points. Mm-hmm. Um, you can blow up planets yep. if you don't feel like fighting over them. You can use <laughs> scorched earth rules. Exterminatus because fuck you. Uh-huh. A ray, you can... Um, yeah, you can replace whatever type of world it was with a raised world. Uh, becomes a war world. Any other world becomes a ravaged world. A world that has been raised remains under the control of the current player. But yeah, okay, so yeah. I'll have to go. You can blow them up. That's yeah, fun. you can blow them up. But That's we'll, the thing like I said, away. we'll we'll get into that. Um, well, it'll probably be a couple of weeks or maybe a week when I'm not here. More importantly, your Titans can level up now. Yeah. Which they didn't be able to used to do. Yeah, which uh, is so fun. there's skills you can buy for them. They get leadership bonuses. It's good times. Just don't let them die. Yeah, don't let them die. It's real depressing. Yep. Same thing with um with knights. Yeah. They can also. Do we want to talk about the battlefields of the Crusade of Iron? Uh, you know what? We'll we'll end with those depending on how much time we got. But I want to talk about some of these stratagems we get here. Yeah, first. let's talk about stratagems. Yep, because I'm more be- I'm better equipped to talk about those. Really. Uh, so, so they they broke it down into three sections. Mm-hmm. We have warp trickery, which can only use be used by traders, and it is pretty much exactly what it says on the tin. We have desperate measures, which can only be used by loyalists, and again, exactly what it says on the tin: mm-hmm. uh, high risk, high reward, and tactical support, which is usable by both, and it's mostly a lot of uh, just flat support, mm-hmm. um, lots of rerolls, lots of little boosts to roles elsewhere uh but warp trickery is first and some of them are really good in fact all of them are just good and then a couple of them are wow why did they put that in here that's stupid good (laughs) uh starting with localized warp storms it's a three stratagem point um stratagem which again if you're using crusading legios can be brought down to two this stratagem can be purchased by a trader player. Play the stratagem in any strategy phase. Place the three-inch blast marker anywhere on the battlefield, then scatter it D10. Any unit touched by the marker after it is scattered takes D3 hits as if attacked by a warp weapon that has successfully hit. Which is real rude. Yeah, you just drop a warp missile on somebody. Yeah. Hopefully you hit, but... Eh. But if you do... Kind of pricey good. for three points. And yet, a third of the time, it's going to go exactly where you want it to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, if you jump it on a warlord, anything within four inches will still hit it yep. as far as scatters go. So so a little bit better than 50-50, I'm yep. going to assume, having done no actual math on it. Well, what does... Uh, <laughs> well, I guess a little... Yeah, a little more than 50-50. A third of the time is always right. Another third of the time... It's, you know, math is hard. Yeah, and I um, continually forget what warp does, but it it's essentially your roll on a table, isn't it? And yeah, your result gives you disabled or critical hits and such. It's it's real nasty. Yep. It's kind of like kind of like haywire, but for Titans, Mm -hmm. then you have warp displacement. This is fun for two, for two points. So not, not overly pricey. And again, you make it your thing. You've done a real big pact with the dark gods. Mm -hmm. It's a point. Uh, The player chooses one of their units. Uh, You play it in the strategy phase. You roll two D six. Models within the chosen unit move that many inches in a straight line in a direction chosen by the player, ignoring any rules for movement. So dangerous, blocking, ignore it. Uh, If the unit will be placed in a piece of terrain other than blocking terrain, the unit suffers D3 strength 7 hits to its body, bypassing the voids, and the terrain is destroyed. Uh, If the unit will be placed in a piece of blocking terrain, the unit is destroyed. Oops. Uh, and if it would be placed overlapping the base of another unit, 
it stops, you suffer a collision, you don't change the facing, um, and you can't move off the edge of the world. So if you hit a the edge, you just stop there. This is real fun. There's obviously some downsides. You mm-hmm. can hurt yourself. You can fuck yourself up. Yep. Or you could go in a straight line in the open where you've got at least 12 inches of open ground in front of you in the strategy phase, and suddenly that killing field the enemy has set up isn't so killy. Isn't killy at all because you're already in the middle of it and then it's the movement phase and yep. you're behind them. Yep. The important thing to note here is that play to during the strategy phase means before the movement phase. So you do get to make all yep. of your movements after you're done yep. warp shunting. He'll he'll maybe be able to get a first fire off on you and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So consider jumping forward. Maybe, you know, there's, a, there's an enemy reaver directly in front of you. Maybe you feel good about that 2d6 dice roll. Bam, shoot 12 inches. Come out like meh, six or seven inches behind it. And then just push your reactor, do a 180, and suddenly you're behind that. You're getting that Reaver's uh, rear arc. Yeah, it's real. Yep. It, it's, you can use it on knights, too. So uh-huh. It's got some real fun things that can happen mm-hmm. that are just ridiculous. Yep. Little <laughs> spooky. Bless you. <laughs> Times two. Uh, next one is Whales of the Damned. I like two. this. I like this. Again, going down to one. Mm-hmm. Did you say whales? Oh, Whales. whales. I was thinking... Uh, A-I-L-S. Okay. <laughs> Not <Yep>. whales. <laughs> or whales, the place of endless consonants. Yes. Uh, for the remainder of... Uh, play during the strategy phase. For the remainder of that round, subtract two from the result of a command check made by enemy units when issuing orders. Which is so fucking Just rude. Just flat negative two. Are you an axiom manable? No. Boy, you're not going to get them any orders off. <laughs> nope. Nope. Night, night, uh, night banners are going to get messed up. You know, it's not Axiom. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, profane, profane, blessing? profane blessing? It's, it's pretty simple. Uh, re-roll any given die for a Titan or a Night Banner. Or one or more die from a single roll, I'm sorry. Uh, so you fail that command check? Eh, I'm going to re-roll it. Rolled six dice on your bolters, and for some reason only one of them hit? Yeah, re-roll those five. Try again. Yep. And you can uh, take it multiple times, which is exciting. Yep. And it's only one again. So, you know, again, you Crusading Titan Legios doing it for good stuff. I mean, Crusading Titan's still playing, paying one. Yeah. But, but they can take it multiple times. Yeah. It's nice. Right. Well, actually, they Anybody cannot. can take it multiple times. They cannot. Anybody can take it multiple times. It says right there. Except Crusading Legios. This because Crusading Legios can take the take a stratagem thing multiple uh-huh. times, but both times they have to take a different one. You're Same right. reason they can't use uh, burned ones. I feel like you're wildly misrepresenting what's actually happening there. No, no. You can you can take the war doctrine uh, uh-huh. That's thing. stealing someone else's stratagem. No, no. War doctrine allows you to steal somebody else's and pay their cost. Yeah. Or steal or a random one. take a general one, one yeah. at minus one. You can take war doctrine twice per regular crusading rules. Uh-huh. But both times you have to take a different stratagem. But here's my question. Why would you take War Doctrine at all with this? Because you can take the stratagem multiple times. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, certainly. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. Nope. Yep, I got you. Yeah. Just edit that whole thing out, Jesse. We're fine. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I won't be able to find this afterwards. Um, <laughs> um, but then the best part for Profane Blessing, I think, is on uh, shields. If yeah. someone dumped, you know, the last time yeah. you got on my uh, Warlord, you dumped 18 saves onto it. I did. Suck it. And I desperately needed better rerolls than what I had. Yeah, they were not great. Yep. Um, but yeah, shields are great. Or like, hey, you know, you need that one command that has to go off. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you've shot the bed with all that shooting that you were going to get a kill with. Oops. Now's the time. Yep. Uh, so then we have Unhallowed Ground. Uh, Suck it, potatoes. <laughs> 
So, again, play in the first strategy phase of the game. The battlefield is infused with tainted warp energies harmful to any who linger upon it. At the end of each movement phase, any unit that is not moved, voluntarily or involuntarily, suffers D3 strength, 6 hits, ignoring void and ion shields. Titans suffer these hits to their legs, specifically. Yep. That's horrific. Yep. Like, what, just... Knights are just taking it. Yeah, knights are not having a good time. Like, those Perfurians that need to sit there and... Nope, suck it. Yep. The Warlord with dual bellicosas that really just wants to first fire every turn. Nope, mm-hmm. suck it. Yep. Although strength hit six hits the legs aren't terrible for warlords. Like nobody's no, but if you uh yeah, nobody's gonna be thrown. If you by take it. a couple of hits before, yeah, and suddenly you're in the uh you're in structural uh structurally mm-hmm. compromised. And I don't understand why a war hound would be sitting still, but that's real mean for them. I mean, when I get up under Sometimes somebody's first shields, fire. I first yeah. fire, yeah. And then etheric infusion is the last one in warp trickery. Oh, it's and so this stratagem rude. is uh this is dicey. It's two points, mm. yep. and it's a little dicey for two points. Yep, uh, but it's real thematic. Yep. Player chooses one of their titans, rolls a d10 on a three up. Immediately make a repair roll for that titan, adding two to the servitor clades for that roll, which is amazing. Yep. So on if a three you have, up, it's uh, real. It's gonna happen. Yep. And if you have elite magos, you're you have another servitor clade to add on to that. Mm-hmm. On a two, the titan takes d3 devastating hits. On a one, to it the body, immediately dies. Yeah. So D3 devastating hits to the body, that's gonna suck, but like, don't do it when your body's real damaged. Mm-hmm. But on a one, you mm-hmm. just catastrophic, like you just have a bad time. Yep. The warp takes a little hold. too much. You drink too deep from the well and mm-hmm. you blow up. Yep. And it's not a good pain this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then desperate measure stratagems again are the um, loyalist ones. Yeah, I, and I really like this first one Iron, Iron Resolve. Resolve. Uh, the first con- fail. Uh, play the stratagem when a titan fails command check during the strategy phase, or when a knight banner fails command check to see if they become shaken in any phase. The check is passed instead. Yeah, one point you can purchase it multiple times, yep. and uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's. I really like for one it. point. It's almost an auto include. Just bank that one command check that you absolutely have to have go off. Yeah, because there's a lot of times when I'm like, God, I got to have these guys do something and them do it. And the first one fails, and like, well, I've just shat the bed. <laughs> yep. Oops. No abula- no abulation pads for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got EMP discharge for two points. This Can one's we- my favorite. Yeah? What do we got? Uh, the stratagem purchased by a loyalist player. Play the stratagem during any movement phase or combat phase. Pick a friendly titan that has active void shields. Every titan that has active shields within three inches of that titan suffers a number of strength four hits equal to the void shield level of the chosen titan, as if resolving an attack from a shield bane weapon. After resolving these hits, the chosen's titan shields burn out, reduced to X. So, uh, huh. throw a little coal in the reactor there, uh, shunt out your shields, and knock everybody else's down. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you're expecting it, they're not. Yep equal to the void shield level of a chosen titan. So, like, you take a warlord, which has, what, seven? Six? A lot. Yeah. And you roll those against... Well, even I mean, even a warhound, it's got five, so uh-huh. take five hits at shield bane. Yeah. Shit. Which, even if, you're sup- even if your shields are at full power, that's still a four-up save. Yeah, and if you can get it close enough, you know. And God help you if you're at a five-up for some reason. Get those squadrons and just your life is terrible. Yep. 
which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do like that one. Mm-hmm. High that. risk, high reward, like I said, though, um, because now your shields are down. Yep. And uh, you better hope you can get them back up. <laughs> hope you got elite magos. Yeah. Uh, so you got only forwards, stratagem, loyalists. Uh, play at the start of strategy. For the remainder of that phase, the unit may be issued full stride or charge without the need to make a command check. Um, eh, is kind of my opinion on this. For yeah. two, point, two points is a lot. Especially you, when you consider... You almost never want to issue everybody full stride or charge in the same. Yeah. But... Especially is, considering if you're playing a Legio that wants to be full striding or charging all the time... They're going to have their own. You're probably playing a Legio that has rules that let you do it without having to take a stratagem for it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, it's not the end of the world. It's not terrible. But there are so many more fun things. Kind of. If you, if you want to go fast, pick a Legio that goes fast. Yeah, kind of kind of lame for two points. Yeah. But even in death is fun. Oh, no. <laughs> um, play this stratagem when a friendly titan suffers catastrophic damage and before rolling on the damage table. Instead of rolling, roll a D on the damage table, roll a D6. On a 1 to 4, magazine detonation. On a 5 up, catastrophic meltdown. Uh, and then you add 1 if the Titan's reactor status is orange, and add 3 if it is in the red. Ooh. Ooh. Which means <laughs> that if it's in the red on a 2 up, guess what? Catastrophic meltdown. Yep, just hitting that big red button. And I like this. Two points um, puts it squarely in the think about what Titans you're bringing sort of phase. Mm-hmm. But if you've got that punchy reaver, because there's nothing sadder than your punchy reaver dying Falling in close combat or something. Punch stuff. Well, or it just falls over or is silenced and it's in the middle of the enemy and it could have done a bunch more damage, but you didn't roll that 10. Yeah. Boy, is this the strat for you. Yeah, and I like that there's certain... Um, I like that there's certain combination of rules that kind of encourage you to play super dangerous and get your Titans killed so that they can do more damage and death than they ever did in life. Uh-huh. Uh, Fury of the Fallen for Crusading Legios. Fire all of your weapons twice, then roll on catastrophic damage. Oh, if you like that, you're going to love this next one, Stephen. <laughs> I do. <laughs> weapons, weapons to full. Yep. Which really should just be, just based on the title, that should be a rule that's in the basic rules. <laughs> it, it sounds like it. Yeah, because you got power to motivators, voids to full, et cetera, et cetera. Come on, give me weapons to full. Let well, me you got to <laughs> pay, pay two points for it. No. Oh. Uh, what, what happens? I can't. I'm a traitor. Uh, this stratagem, uh, during the combat phase, select a friendly titan. That titan may immediately attack with any slash all of its weapons, even if it has already been activated in the combat phase that round. After resolving each weapon attack, the titan rolls a D10 on the reactor load table. So a 1 in 10 chance of blowing yourself up. Uh-huh. But also a one chance or one in ten chance of just like heating up a little bit. Yeah. And uh well that's just real good. Yeah. I, I like that. It one in every ten games, or you know, five games or three games or every other game, yeah. depending on how much the dice gods like you. Yeah. You'll blow yourself up. But man, you want to fire that Nemesis Titan twice? Because I sure do. Whew. Yeah. Double real, Gatling Reaver. Real rude. Double Gatling Reaver, double tapping both Gatling cannons. Mm-hmm. I've killed a fully healthy Reaver using two Gatling cannons before. Imagine what I could do with four. (laughs) And the last one is Sacrificial Lock-On for two points. Uh, This stratagem, uh, at the start of any combat phase, again, place the five-inch blast marker so that the central hole is entirely over a friendly model's base. Well, starting off weird. Any unit touched by the marker suffers D3 strength 10 hits, or 2D3 strength 10 hits, if the central hole of the blast marker is entirely over its base. 
Oh, so they left out that you have to scatter it, probably. Yeah. This Maybe attack not. does not... Yeah. Place a 5-inch blast marker so uh-huh. that the central hole is completely covering a friendly model's base. Yep. Any unit touched by the marker suffers D3 strength 10 hits or 2D3 strength 10 hits if the central hole of the blast marker is entirely over its base. So presumably you would want to scatter it so it is not always your own Titan. Yeah, because otherwise rules is written, you just literally blow up your own Titan. But it is a sacrificial lock-on. Yeah. This attack does not ignore void shields, even if the friendly model of the marker is centered within two inches of a Titan with active void shields. So... There's a little bit of fluff, I think, that they could have put in here. This seems like a Titan telling a ship in orbit, fire on my location. Yeah. Yeah, you're um, you're bringing a lance strike yeah. down, because I think that's a, that's a, the lance strike. Mm-hmm. Well, damage, it's damage stronger out. than the light. It's uh, It does more damage than the lance strike. Not a sudden but inevitable, yeah, sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah. yeah. You see the lock on, it's like, Nani? And then, <laughs> boom. Uh, this attack does not ignore void shields, even at the friendly model is centered uh, within two inches of a Titan with shields. So, yeah, you're probably supposed to scatter that one. Yeah, ship in orbit. But, <laughs> I mean, I can find ways to make that good, even as even as is. Well, the problem is it doesn't say scattered D10, scattered D6. No, no, no. I mean, even rules is written. Even if we say, all right, they did it completely right. They very intentionally didn't want to scatter this. The attack doesn't ignore void shields. So here I am That's with true. my warhound. That's true. I run my warhound up to that shieldless <laughs> warlord you got. I sit there. Oh no, I've lost some shields. <laughs> Actually, what would also you're a smoking be, crater. <laughs> what would also be interesting because it's a five inch mar- uh, marker. Say you've got a horrendously mauled. Uh, yeah. Night Titan. banner. Oh. You know, because it doesn't. It just says friendly unit. Hmm. It does. So, you know, so that run one, that one little night. <laughs> just here I go, kill it again. <laughs> Boy, have I got a surprise for you, you big long ass bitch. Light I like strike. it. I like it. Yep. So, again, two points, but and it's fun. As Very the, situational. Yeah. Though. As the game progresses and we get progressively cheaper and cheaper, smaller scale units added to it, this thing becomes stronger and stronger. <laughs> Yeah, it, it only will get more good with time. What's that? A scale one infantry squad? What are they doing? So close to my war... Oh, no. Why do they get that Nuncio <laughs> box turned up to maximum gain? <laughs> What's oh, that light? No. Yeah. So then we have tactical support stratagems, and some of these are borrowed from... Um, About half of them seem to be borrowed from the the Legio war gear yeah. traits of the yeah. Crusade Legios, which I really like. Concealment barrage. Because uh, concealment barrage is fantastic. One. It's one point. Uh, place a five-inch blast marker anywhere on the battlefield. Start of the start of any phase, any part of the battlefield underneath the template blocks line of sight. Yep. Ta-da. Yep. Uh, you can purchase it multiple times, but it can only be played once per round. Mm-hmm. I will be with you by day, a pillar of fire. By day, a pillar of smoke. Mm-hmm. By night, a pillar of fire. Yep. So in the evening, sacrificial lock on, and in the mornings, consumer barrage. Yay! <laughs> um, I do Thanks, like this. I I really like blind missiles. They're real unpleasant, yeah. and this yeah. is that, but for a point, mm-hmm. and it's great. you don't have to use a, a legio trait. You don't to have get to it. use a legio trait to get it. Uh, you don't have to do split fire with a titan. You don't have to sacrifice your carapace shots. You're not mm-hmm. paying extra actual points for it. Yep. Good all around. Yeah. I don't think I'd take it more than once or maybe twice. Well, I would take it because it's only one point. Yeah. So I would take it 
So if I was running a Legio that made heavy use of the blind missiles already, oh, spoiler alert, I do, mm -hmm. I would take it twice because I rarely end up using more than three. Uh-huh. So play a little more cautiously and have Concealment Barrage banked twice to protect myself when something bad happens. Mm. Balls out, always. I mean, one doesn't get to be a champion of corn by being cautious. It's true. Uh, then you got MIU Link in the first strategy phase. Player chooses two of their Titans, Link MIU. Uh, when you measure, when you make a weapon attack, you may measure from either Link Titan for determining the accuracy value for short or long range. Neat. Which is fun. I'm not like, I feel like this one, it's only one point, so it's cheap. Uh, probably take a little bit of getting used to to pull it to full effect. And if you take MIU feedback, critical damage, both of them suffer it, and MIU link strategy will be ignored for the remainder of the game if you fix the damage. That seems rare. Most people don't shoot you in the head. Yeah. Head's well armored. Mm -hmm. You want to go for somewhere it's soft and squishy. So I feel like Relatively it's very little, little downside <laughs> for, for some fun bonuses. Yeah, I'm not, I can't think of its immediate use off the top of my head, I guess, unless you were for the remainder of the, oh, well, for the remainder of the game. Yeah, because you could use an apocalypse launcher at long range mm -hmm. from a further Titan. Yeah, like say if you've got a one. Reaver and a Bellicosa, or yeah. a Reaver and a Warlord, yeah. you can use the Warlord sitting way back to let the Reaver get the plus one for the carapace weapons. You know, if you've got some short range stuff or accuracy problems, go one way or the other. So like I said, you'll have to fiddle with it, I think, to really get the full use out of it. Mm -hmm. But once you're good at it, you're getting a lot of extra plus one to hit. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that, that rewards skill. Uh, for not a lot of suffering, it's only a point. Uh, then you got Augmented Servitor Clades. Which is basically just Elite Magos. Yep. Uh, add one to your uh, Servitor Clades. one for the remainder of the battle. It's fun. Uh, but it doesn't affect repair rolls made as part of emergency repair order. Boo. So, you know, but it's only two points. So what are you going to do? Because you can take uh, Elite Magos and take this as your trait for one point and just be a real dick. I could see why... Some people really hate Elite Magos. Yeah. It's real rude. Yep. Uh, then you get Veteran Princeps. Uh, player choose one that is not a Princeps in yours, Titan, and you add one to the results of the command checks. Uh, you can purchase it multiple times, but any Titan can only benefit from the stratagem once, which is real cool because I want to give this to, like, you know, my other Warhound squadron. I got a better idea. Yeah. Uh, buy Dark Blessing for five points, counteract the loss of command oh, value no. with Veteran Princeps, because you can buy it multiple times. That's that's dirty, and I like it. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't and know it if it's worth spending a stratagem point on. Well, like four by the time you get all your Titans. Meh. I mean, three. Or, I would yeah. put it, I would put it on maybe, one, maybe my Warlords. But it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Trick. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Then you got Shock Mines. These are... Interesting. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. Immediately after an enemy is finished moving or making a turn, like all the mines, unit suffers D3 strength 5 hits to its legs. No shield saves can be taken. If that unit suffers any direct devastating or critical hits from the stratagem, the unit discards any order it has and is immediately issued a shutdown order. Oops. Which means your, your shields go away. Yep. That's, Which uh, means you don't shoot. You have a bad time. Yeah, that's However, not good. The shutdown order is removed in the end phase of that round, so you don't need to test to be off it. But Lord, is that a bad time? Yeah, it's, it's only uh, strength five. 
So it's going to be kind of hard to do a direct hit to things that aren't already messed up a little bit. But Warhounds, Reavers? So what do you think? Is this outright better than Thermal Mines? It's one more extra point to take it. Thermal Mines is D3 strength 10 hits to the legs, ignoring shields. So it depends on the engine that, that steps on them, right? Because a Warhound does not want to take D3 strength 10 to its legs. That's going to nope. be a critical to the legs. Yep. Uh, a Reaver is not going to like it either, but it's a lot less chance of getting two criticals, maxed out leg damage, in big trouble. Mm-hmm. But a Reaver with no shields that can't shoot anybody is in a real bad spot. I mean, so is a Warhound, but you can, you know, it hurts a little less when it's just a Warhound getting the shit blown out of it. Yeah, and um, hmm, can you give shutdown orders to knights? Uh, yes. You can. So, yeah, <laughs> just pop well, it on a knight. Actually, they don't get shut down. Uh, we they we shake? have to look that up. Are they, they shaken? They might become shaken. Uh, That's kind of funny. Uh, that actually, you could just... knights wouldn't trigger it because it's D3 strength 5 hits to the legs. They have no legs. Uh, yeah. They're just knights. They only get triggered when 30 tons go running across them, <laughs> not five. Not five. It's the um, weight of a small Honda. Right. Or a large Honda, actually. Yeah. The average um, vehicle is 2.5 tons. But then tons. comes my one of my new favorites. Tracer Cloud. Tracer Cloud for a point. Play it at the start of any phase. Place five inch marker anywhere on the table. A player may reroll hit rolls for attacks made against any unit underneath the marker. Uh, Remove it at the end of the round. You can use it multiple times, or you can purchase it multiple times, but can only use it once per round, uh, which was real fun the other day. And I was using it, thinking it had to be used to start of the strategy phase. I uh, used it on Steven to just sort of force him to move away because you didn't want to take that plus one to be hit. Yeah, um, you can use it at any point in time during the game, which is cool, like Austin said. Uh, you could use it's it... the start of any phase. Yeah, start of any phase. Uh, you could use it before the movement phase to now force a gun line to break up. Uh, or you can use it, you know, before the combat phase. Now you've caught someone where you want them. Now it's time to really put the hurt on. And again, for one point, not bad at all. Yeah, I, I really like it. It's going to it's gonna do some fun stuff to people. At all. So my current favorite um, stratagem combo off the top of my head is take even in death and sacrificial lock-on for a crusading legio that is using Fury of the Fallen as one of its traits. So... You why why you got to bring this min-maxing into Adeptus Titanicus? <laughs> no, no. I just like the idea of a Titan doing a ton of damage and then immediately being removed from existence. <laughs> it just, what What are you doing to that to that Reaver? Packing it full of explosives. Why? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's a whole lot of Simtex, buddy. <laughs> like, just, that, that doesn't look like reactive armor. That looks like blocks of C4. Maybe. What of it? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask questions. Who's the tech priest? You or me? <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Just uh, at the last minute, call down sacrificial lock on, mm-hmm. blow some people up. And then when you blow yourself up, blow those other people up again. Yep. So there's some real fun stuff. Although they haven't released any cards for this, which I'm a little sad about because I do like my deck of. Oh, strategies. I'm certain we're going to get mm. a. We're going to uh, get them. A deck. Released. Maybe when. I, I get a feeling that when the next book comes out, One which ostensibly deck. will have all the corrupted stuff, it'll be another, hey, here's a deck of 36 or 24 or whatever. Uh, Nice Titanicus and 36, release. I guess, because it Grand was two, Edition, two, two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one Psy Titan, one Corrupted Titan, Knights. Be fun. Mm, new be fun. rule book, new deck. Cool. Yeah. I think that wraps it up for tonight, I think. Yeah. All right. I have nothing else to contribute. 
It's been fun. My awesome. work here is done. Awesome. Uh, first, we'd love to thank our patrons. We have seven new patrons in the last month. And Which is, is madness. Amazing. It's pretty great. Ridiculous. And we want to thank each and every one, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Gardner.Tree of Woe, Jason Tick, Joe from Music City Heresy, Josh Phillips, and Matthew Boyce. Our Legion Centurions, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Black Label Painting, Derek Knoll, John Christensen, M. Hernandez, Mark Henry, Minis by Applesauce, and Fortnite. And our Legion Sergeants, Aaron Maynard, Duncan, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, and Travis Smith. Thank you all so much. We greatly appreciate your we patronage. Do. It's both humbling and confusing. <laughs> in that order. Exactly. <laughs> If you uh, would be interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. I know the Heresy Grad School guys are putting together a uh, poll for uh, people to decide what their next topic will be in upcoming episodes. And when we hit 25 patrons, uh, we're going to have a Saber Tank giveaway. It's going to be good. For the patrons. For the patrons, yes. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at remembrancersretreat at gmail.com. You can... Follow our voicemail over at 1929Heresy1. That's 1929-437-3791. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Be sure to check out our website, rr30k.com, for podcast updates, army list reviews, Battlefleet Heresy rule set, uh, strike team, and other homebrew rules. Oh, Stephen has something. We should probably talk about the Battlefleet Heresy thing. Oh, yeah. Speaking of being humbled and confused. Oh, yeah. Um <laughs> So, uh, as those of you who have bought tickets or were poking around the Nova site know, there is a Battlefleet Heresy event going on late night at Nova. It's legit. We've got fun stuff planned. Uh, and a lot of people already signed up. Yeah, you guys are nuts. You're, you're all insane. <laughs> to put your fate in our hands for a whole night? Oh, boy. It's madness. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I mean, full disclosure, we thought we were only getting 10 spots because... Yeah. We were like, you know, it's our first. I saw it on your description, our, 10 spots, yeah. and I looked down. We were like, yeah, it's our, it's, our first, it's our first event. You know, we're not sure if we get 10 people to sign up. <laughs> it's late night. You know, there are other stuff going on. We'll have 10 spots, and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do some fun stuff. Uh, and Ryan Bridges, who's kind of the being the, the mother hen of the 30K event stuff, uh, was talking to me about it. Steven had no part in this. Uh, <laughs> this particular wrote, aspect, you know, we I just wrote the, the rules. What do you want? Um, and Ryan was like, hey, like we've got, you know, I've been sending in the packets and we've been editing that, make sure everything looks good and is up on the website. And uh -huh. It was, and it's great. And they're like, hey, the cart opened. Go make sure that everything looks good in the cart. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, that's great. Was immediately inundated with about five different things to do at work. Promptly <laughs> forgot about it. And, uh, yeah, so Saturday when it all went live, uh, we were, you know, I, I was paying no attention to that because I was desperately trying to get to the things that I needed to actually click on and pay money to get into. Sure. And after the 45-minute quest that was that, <laughs> um, I, somebody in our chat, it might have even been Ryan, was like... It was Will. It was Will. Will was like, hey, guys, your Battlefleet Heresy event's done real well. There's only seven tickets left. And I was like... Well, you bastard, we only had 10. Real well is not three people signing up. And then I looked at it, and I was like, oh, out of 24. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, uh, but it's fine. We've got yeah. a shit ton of terrain. 
uh, and some other shenanigans. So there's no actual harm done. We just were Probably. unprepared for people to actually care and want to play a game of tiny spaceships with our made up rules. Right. Yeah. Um, we were, we were kind of expecting maybe eight or nine. Like yeah. we were being optimistic with 10. Yeah. I was like, we're probably going to get six. Half of them are going to be the people from Richmond 30 K and we <laughs> might be able to strong arm somebody else on the night if we have an odd number. Uh, so in 14, fact, let's see how 14 will be a fun time. Like that, that'll be good. We've got some shenanigans planned. Um, don't invest <laughs> too heavily in carriers. No, you'd have to have a real bad time. But, if but you don't do. invest too heavily in carriers and uh, torpedoes because, man, you might have a real bad time. Mm -hmm. But it'll be real fun. Very if cool. you want to, um, if you want to get pumped up for the event, we can direct you to the song that started it all. Go listen to Dawson's Christian. Yep. Go go yep. YouTube it. For it started as a fever dream two years ago <laughs> on our way back from Nova. Like yeah. literally exhausted, hungover, just like rambling at each other. And here we are. Yep. Look at Here you. we are. So yeah, there's 14 people. 14 people. There's 14 seven tickets people. left. We're not taking them down. We're going for it. We're going yep. all in. Yep. Yep. Because we don't do anything at half measures. Yep. Don your monocle. Consign your soul to the void. Godspeed. Yep. Our space is time. wide and good friends are too few. Indeed. Oh, hey, do they need to send us our lists? Their lists? Did we agree on that? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So probably like, not right now, but. Before. There, there's a there's a time frame, I think. It's like. Yeah. Whenever the normal, I think it's like a month before or something yeah. like that. And all the rules can be found on rr30k.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you'll, the, you'll, send us we'll lists. you'll send us lists and that's just kind of to take a feel. I'm also, again, in the next month or two or three, we're a long ways out. It, <laughs> Maybe it'll go you're by, a long ways yeah. out. Yeah. It'll go say, by real say, quick. You say that now. But yeah. You blink um, and suddenly it's August. We'll probably also do a poll for a couple other random things like, hey, mm -hmm. how, how deep into attack craft do you guys want to get? Stuff like that. Gotcha. Yep. Um, uh, there is a, you can download fleet registry documents online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I highly suggest printing those out ahead of time, writing down your list ahead of time, getting mm -hmm. all that squared away. We might There might even be a reward for those of you who are studious and industrious and take care of your, get your house in order before you come. But certainly bring extra maps and, or bring extra lists and bring some pencils because boy, are you going to take sustained damage? <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. All sustained right. damage if you're lucky. Awesome. You can also follow us on Instagram at remembrancers underscore retreat. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K podcast. And with that, my name is Jesse. I'm here with Steven and Austin. Have a good night and keep those dice rolling. Bye. 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 <laughs>